0: Good morning to all, and uh, once, reason I said last uh, Sunday, uh, the pastor's conference has left me without any uh, sufficient time for recording my lecture, uh, so nothing was posted, and I have to teach live at the same time as I also admitted I'm falling in love again with uh, live teaching in Sunday school, so uh, that may still happen. uh, We'll see. But for the record, this is lecture number 126 in the series on Christian holiness, and we have been dealing with the more extreme kind of struggle, which is that of sin becoming a habit. And just for a quick review uh, on the question why we can stop sinning, we must remember that we are in a situation that Christians, that is, are in a situation where we have the two comings of Christ as our reference points. The first coming has given us something that is already true of us, while the second coming tells us that there are things that are not yet. So we are living in the interim of the already and the not yet. So we are already righteous and yet still sinning because there are things that are not yet consummated. And that means that the believer has the beginning of holiness, na siya. But holiness will only be made perfect in the consummation of the second coming. So we need to balance here the oath. We must have the oath as our standard. The oath, according to First John 2.1 is uh, do not sin. We ought not to sin. And yet, the, the can't, meaning we can't stop sinning because we are not yet uh, in the consummation. And one important beginning of any dealing with sin, be it uh, a little sin, which will follow this section on the habit, are the little sins that we think uh, we can be indifferent to. Uh, But whether we are dealing with sin in its extreme form of habit and addiction or sin that we consider little, we always begin with the mind, so it's minding the mind, and there must be growth as our standard, uh, the scriptures, of course, as displayed or as reflected in the confession of faith, we are for more and more. Those are words that the scriptures, the New Testament uses, and then we looked at Ephesians four twenty two to twenty four, where we see the putting off and the putting on are to be considered as correspondent, meaning they go together. They are not Consequent uh, meaning it's not that you deal with your sin first, and when you're done dealing with this sin, then you may deal with the opposite grace. It doesn't happen that way. You, the only way to overcome your sin is when you are cultivating the opposite grace. And so the putting off and the putting on are correspondent processes in the way of sanctification. Now, we are dealing with habit in its uh, common idea of addiction, but uh, here I have emphasized that I am not pretending to be an expert on addiction. I'm using a very good reference along with others, but this is the main one. Uh, and But one thing that I want us to understand concerning addiction, why we may accommodate it as a way of describing sin, but not sold out to it, uh, there is an ambivalence, but the reason is because addiction tends to be uh, deemed as physiological and psychological, and we agree that there is something physiological, pangkatawan, and psychological, pang uh, that uh, will need the intervention of medical treatment, whether of the physician or even the psychologist to some extent. But one thing that makes us ambivalent about using addiction as a description of habit, is that we tend to overlook the moral. Uh, it is a moral behavior. It is a moral responsibility. Responsibilidad yan ng isang nagugumon sa isang kasalanan. Uh, Wag nating ilagay sa sakit or because of genetic or psychotic reasons, but uh, there is a moral behavior. But we are dealing with addiction on three categories. Uh, There are many, many addictions, if you consult the references, maraming klase. But uh, we are putting them under umbrella categories to uh, summarize the kinds of addictions. And we started with, last Sunday, with substance addiction, concentrating on alcoholism. Now, we will deal with a second uh, form of addiction and that is what I call visual addiction. Again, this is an umbrella term to include many kinds of addiction or habit that some Christians have formed in their lives which are sinful. So by visual addiction, I mean habitual absorbing of sinful mental content regardless of the ill effects on the user. Now in the substance addiction, we saw that as habitual ingesting ...to the point of obsession. Uh, in this case, it is mental content. So hindi ito yung kinakain o uh, inaabsorb natin physically, but it uh, puts content in the mind and that is through the eyes because the eyes are the most important sense uh, insofar as absorbing na, uh, mental content is concerned. So we begin... Again, with the balance of emphasizing that visual sense is God's creation, uh, lalang ng Diyos. Binigyan tayo ng kaabilidad uh, na gamitin ng ating paningin. And in this, there is some resemblance with God because God is a seeing God and uh, the eyes are attributed to God. The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Uh, and there is another verse in the prophets that, say, that says, uh, he, who's, uh, he who made the eye uh, does he not see uh, in regard to uh, hiding one's sin. So, but the point is that here we are to understand that the, men, uh, the visual capacity is a gift of God and we must treat it with thankfulness that we can see. However, now, biblically, we must also remember that the eyes can be that which stand for the character of the man. You know, what his kind of visual capacity, how it is used and spent may reveal the character of the man. Luke 11.34 says, Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when it is bad, your body is full of darkness. So, it does not li- mean literally the physical eye, but it means that in the context, in the way you see what the message is about, and when you are blind to it, it reveals your character, and vice versa. So, it is a revealer of the character of the man There is so much good absorbed through visual capacity. I'm sure you understand that. Maraming mga mabubuting bagay na, na, tatam na kukuha natin, Dahil ginagamit natin ang ating paningin. Uh, yet, human depravity can dictate the use of visual capacity for evil. So here again, we are trying to put the balance between good and evil of something which is a means. Uh, the visual capacity is a means to absorb good. But the visual capacity in a sinner can be a gateway to what is depraved. And that is why in John Bunyan's other allegory, we are most familiar with his Pilgrim's Progress, I, I think I've recommended that you also read his The Holy War, and this is centered on a city he called Mansoul, and one of the entry gates to the city of Mansoul he calls the Eye gate uh, So the Eye gate can be a means of entry for depravity uh, or to intensify our depravity and that's what the Bible tells us in uh, Proverbs 27:20. 20, hell and destruction are never full so the eyes of man are never satisfied now remember it's a uh, parallel uh, when you deal with Hebrew poetry you take note of the parallel the parallel here is not about something good because hell and destruction is the parallel to the use of the visual capacity, and therefore here, the visual capacity is not satisfied in terms of absorbing evil. Even as it is the means to absorb good, because of our depravity, we are not satisfied with uh, just a little evil, so to speak, but we tend to absorb more and more of evil when it comes to misusing and abusing our visual capacity so this is something that we need to understand of visual addiction uh, that visual capacity for is vital for human functions for good but it will always it will always have evil counterpart let's consider for example two human functions that can that are that are requisite uh, that, that requires the use of visual capacity and can be either good or evil. Uh, For example, we begin with absorbing knowledge. How we absorb knowledge? And of course, that absorbing of knowledge is something that is good. Uh, For those of us who are in the academy, in education, we know that uh, there is that requisite of visual capacity. I mean, even the blind has a means to uh, absorb Uh, by way of special means what will replace the visual capacity when it is impaired. So, But that is absorbing knowledge, and it can be something that is good, like reading, reading good material. Of course, the most important for us is the reading of the scriptures. Uh, In fact, when Philip was brought by the spirit in the wilderness to meet this Ethiopian eunuch, We are told that he was reading a passage of Isaiah and there Philip began to preach Jesus to him. So in other words, uh, there is something that is very good about reading which requires the visual capacity but not unfortunately because of our evil nature, reading can be used for evil. And that is for example, gossip material. If you're reading gossip material that is not your business to know, but it just uh, stoke, uh, it stokes your sinful curiosity and you try to read things that you have no business doing or is a waste of time spending on, uh, then it becomes evil. So that's visual knowledge for reading. Then watching, again, watching is good. Uh, in fact, it is that which we have in our church assembly. And uh, when you are reading profitable uh, materials uh, or watching profitable shows uh, on TV, nothing wrong with that. Uh, And now we have the social media and the internet. There are a lot of good things there. Uh, I watch many times sermons of good men of God or... uh, to update myself with what's going on in the world. Uh, These are things that uh, provide me with knowledge of the world, Uh, sometimes my source of illustration and other things that can be used for good. So watching requires the visual capacity, and it is good, but it can also be used for evil. When one is addictive in the use of social media, and there are many, in fact, this is one of the epidemics that is now being uh, uh, realized by those who study what's going on among the Gen Z. Uh, They are quite addicted to the digitized form. In fact, TV is no longer the primary source for or the primary uh, tool for watching by the Gen Z. It's social media. And uh, while of course social media can be good I have the messenger, Uh, I also have a Facebook account which I hardly use except when I am posting something that will, I hope, be useful for the church, uh, church at large. But many use social media in a way that is addictive. I don't have Instagram, I don't have TikTok, uh, and certainly not only fans, but uh, the point is uh, many have all kinds of materials from the social media and it takes their time and yet uh, they still cannot get enough of. So that is becoming addictive. So that is, But that is one way the visual capacity helps us in our human function, in absorbing knowledge, and even in cultivating relation, uh, the visual capacity is a very... Uh, important help uh, in face-to-face uh, fellowship. Uh, this is something good. In fact, the Apostle John uh, tells Gaius in his second letter that uh, it is better for him than to see him face-to-face than to use ink. Uh, so even between letter writing and face-to-face talking There is something so much more to be preferred in being able to see eye to eye. So face to face is a good way of cultivating relationship, but that also can be used for evil uh, when there is in a person something that uh, results in animosity. Uh, Animosity can be triggered or intensified by a face-to-face confrontation. Uh, Proverbs 21.10 speaks of one whose neighbor finds no mercy in his eyes. So, paano kan tumingin? The eyes reflect the soul of a person. Uh, it's always in the eyes that you see what the person Uh, uh, feels or perhaps is internally uh, possessing as an attitude uh, and so that is evil uh, when it creates animosity. Besides that, acquaintance. Uh, Acquaintance can be cultivated more deeply through face-to-face. That is why in Hebrews 10:24, you are familiar with the exhortation not to forsake the assembling. And one of the reasons is so that you may consider to provoke one another. The word consider there is the word for paying attention. Look, in other words, look intently on your brethren, who among them you can provoke to love and good works. So that is something which is the function of the visual capacity we are intended to look at one another don't, don't uh, tell me if you are regularly ab- absenting from the assembly that you have such love for the brethren that you want to provoke them to love in good works it happens in the assembly but again, acquaintance can be happen for evil uh, like uh, fault finding uh Matthew 7.3, the Lord warns in the Sermon on the Mount, why do you look at your brother's speck in the eye, yung napuwing sa kanyang mata, when you have a lug in your own eye, of course, it's exaggeration. Merong kang troso sa yung mata, tapos ang kapatid mo ay may butil sa kanyang mata. But the point there is someone who is intent at looking for a fault. And he is using his visual capacity to see something wrong. Uh, This often results in uh, contempt or comparison to make sure that you come out better than another. Uh, The visual capacity has an infinite way of finding faults. So you can see here two functions of the visual capacity which can be used for good or for evil, absorbing knowledge and cultivating relation. So vision is a wonderful gift for good, but it is a gateway for depravity. That is what we need to understand. So ano man yung ginagamit mo na binabasa, digital, social media, all those things are the tools for good, But there is so much that is trash out there. And if you are not sensitive and discriminating, you may be absorbing sinful mental content, uh, gossip and other things that may not be proper for a Christian to be occupied with. But like we did uh, last week, where we concentrated on one particular issue of substance addiction, which is alcoholism. We will concentrate on one as well this, in this lesson, and that is uh, uh, the habits of the eyes are indicator of human character. So the spiritual condition can be one of sight or blindness. Uh, this is biblical description of the character of a person. In fact, opening the eyes is a metaphor for understanding revelation. God reveals something and He opens the eyes for our own understanding. So therefore, in terms of the messianic uh, mission, it is revealed or defined by Jesus Himself when He first made a public appearance in the synagogue of Galilee in Luke 4.18. Among other things, He said that, I came so that I may... Open the eyes of the blind. So that is something spiritual. Spiritually speaking, men are blind. That is, in the sense of knowing the, revel- the revealed salvation of God in Jesus Christ, they are blind to it until their eyes are opened by the Holy Spirit in regeneration. But that is the Messianic mission, and we can say that is also the mission of the church. We are now extending what Jesus has completed. We are now extending to all peoples of the world. Uh, and we can say that spiritually, people are either having sight or being blind. But here is a point that I want to emphasize. It is possible for one with sight, that is, one who has already gained sight of sa- uh, the revealed salvation. In other words, we're talking of the Christian. It is possible for a Christian who already has sight, to still have vision problems. So I'm now uh, proceeding to the facts of struggle with sin in the visual capacity, and it will sometimes turn into an addiction. Second Peter tells us of how it happens even in believers. He who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness and has forgotten that that he was cleansed from his old sin. So he's talking here of of the Christian who knows the uh, initial blessings of salvation, but as he goes along, uh, he develops vision problems. What Peter calls here short-sightedness. He cannot see too well, and therefore he can can only see that which is uh, close to his desire or close to his want and that will uh, lead to problems where the visual capacity is used for something that is sinful. So one must not assume that a true believer will be spared from visual addiction. And one such addiction that we will consider today is porn addiction. That is of course obsession with pornographic Materials. Now, this is a real problem that is that has erupted and uh, they say leapfrogged uh, Lumundag since the development of the internet and all kinds of social media in terms of ease of access. In the past, it took quite some effort in order to have access to pornographic materials today seen by the click of the mouse and that is how easy it has become. and therefore people's moral sense are also desensitized when it comes to the presence and pervasive influence of pornography. So this is a statistics uh, it may not be very clear, but it is trying to show how pornography is finding moral acceptability and they compared political affiliation and if you can see uh, this is from the republicans the more conservative type most of them still do not accept uh, the morality of pornography and then the democrats are the ones who her in the majority, are now accepting uh, pornography. In fact, you will see this in the language. We used to call them prostitutes. Now they are just sex workers. Parang mga employees na rin some are, uh, you know, IT workers and some are construction workers. These are sex workers, and we used to call it pornography. Now it is called adult entertainment. Uh, Even in the very labeling, you see the acceptability and brethren, it is not acceptable. It is still immoral. So one thing that we must stress here when it comes to obsession with pornographic materials, that again, taking the balance, beauty and sexuality are divine gifts. We're not saying that you don't look and admire someone beautiful, or even to have a proper idea of sexuality and you will not have a proper idea unless you read about it. So there is a place for admiring beauty and even sexuality for as long as we understand and are well-defined in our priority and our boundary. So as far as beauty can be admired... Uh, and uh, appreciated that is something which we see in the scriptures Uh, 1 Samuel 25 3 we are told of Abigail who uh, caught the eyes of David and uh, when Abigail's husband Nabal died he married her Uh, and certainly one of the things that caught his eyes was her beauty, uh, and by the way, another woman also described as beautiful. Now, in in a way that led to evil, was Bathsheba, but uh, in a while we'll say something about that. But you see here, the beauty that beauty is something that we can appreciate for as long as we have the right priority, and the right priority, according to First Peter chapter three verses three and four, is that beauty of the inward. Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear. What do you get in fashion magazines? It's this. Hairstyle, adornment, uh, and everything external. Peter says, Let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. Did you see that? In God's sight. How you stand in God's sight. What catches God's eyes in terms of beauty is the inner character. And that has a bearing even on physical beauty. You see, physical beauty in today's idea is image that is why it is made up maraming cosmetics beauty in the scriptures is radiated it's from the inward Uh, no matter how your face looks you can make it up with cosmetics and let it appear beautiful and wholesome but somehow the inner character will radiate the moment the person knows you uh, character wise uh, The ugliness will reject Or it may not be that you are not for Miss Philippines In terms of external beauty But the inner character will reject a beauty That a Christian will appreciate Certainly God is delighting in such beauty So that's my point about priority We can admire beauty As long as we have the right priority And that priority is in terms of the character. You remember the virtuous woman. Proverbs 31 verse 30 tells us beauty is what vain. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But the woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. No matter how beautiful you are, age will catch up. There's nothing to be done about it. It's now talk, not that I read Gossip. I could not help it. It's all over the, it's all over the place how Madonna appeared on the Grammys. Uh, and you can see the result of so much plastic uh, surgery and uh, intervention in her attempt to stay the advance of age. And she definitely failed uh, my point is that those who are so emphatic on the external they miss the real beauty, it's deceitful and it is vain, vain in the sense of short it's so brief for a while you're the uh, you are celebrated by fashion magazines and then the next you are uh, aging and you can do nothing about it You see, uh, whatever intervention you do, age will always overcome. Age will always win. Uh, So that is something that we need to understand. There is priority, and when it comes to sexuality, there is boundary. And the boundary should be clear. Uh, Sexuality is to be enjoyed. It is a gift. But within marital partnership, Hebrews 13 verse 4, I I don't want to preempt our brother who will preach on this this afternoon, but it says that um, uh, marriage is honorable in all things and the bed, uh, the word there is koite, koital relationship is sexual relationship, marriage is honorable in all things and the bed undefiled, meaning it is. So it may be that you are reading something that stokes or evokes your lust, lustful thoughts. Now, today, it is even worse because it is not just written materials, but it is now in motion, pictures, films, photos, and now they have even developed AI pornography uh, where it seems so real that uh, yeah, and they can do it much more cheaply than paying people who play the role Uh, now they can do just anything to uh, do what they want now remember the intention of pornography is deliberate erotic provocation it's always the intention they earn money because of that deliberate erotic provocation Whether they do so for flaunting, and there are people who just want to flaunt their sexuality, Uh, you have that in the internet. There is now a new profession known as uh, content creator, and in order to get as much attention that they want, they can be very sexual and provocative in their content, and that is deliberate. Deliberate, just to flaunt. Or, in more cases, it's for financial gain. Now, this is something that we need to be warned against. Porn addiction is the habituating of what is sinful from the starting act. Simulan mo palang sa isa, ay kasalanan na. And because it has an addictive influence... It can easily turn the user into an addict, A, an, obsessed, an obsessed user of porn. So here again, how do we deal with porn addiction? Uh, I'll use two passages as paradigm, not that they are pornographic as such, but the principles they give are important. The first is the case of David, as we know of his sin with Bathsheba. Uh, but what we need to know is how it led to that. But na punta doon, because Second Eleven, Second Samuel Eleven One, in the spring of the year, the time when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabak but David remained at Jerusalem. Now, this is important for the writer because he's making a point. Uh, instead of being the leader of the battle, for whatever reason, David remained in Jerusalem. And as he was there in Jerusalem, that's when it happened. Beginning verse 2 and following, he saw Bathsheba uh, in a manner that he should not have sinned, but he did, and he was... Uh, provoked in lust after Bathsheba, and you know what he did, you know the story he made some schemes just to make sure that his sin will be covered up, he called for Uriah, the husband and told him uh, uh, what you will read in the Old Testament is go wash your feet now wash your feet is a euphemism in Hebrew to mean have a relationship with your wife because he realized that Bathsheba was pregnant so cover up, cover up and yet he did not count on the integrity of Uriah what did Uriah say? my comrades are dying in battle why would I have an enjoyment that they are not enjoying and so he did not have what David want, so uh, contingency plan B for David, and it's the worst. He instructed Joab, had the letter, had the memo brought by uh, Uriah, and again, you see the integrity of Uriah, he could have opened it up out of curiosity. Uh, anong nilalaman ito, nito nito kaya? Baka strategy na ng battle. And then he would say that the instruction to Job was put Uriah in the thick of battle. Uh, and yet Uriah did not look at it. He was a loyal soldier and Uriah died in battle. So what did happen is because of David's idleness, He committed that sin and then tried to cover it up. So that's one verse we will learn something from. Another is the direct exhortation of Jesus in Matthew 5, 28, 29, part of the Sermon on the Mount. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. So with this in mind, again, we use the same uh, three levels of dealing with addiction or sinful habit. The first is the problem of denial. Now, here is what makes it complicated when it comes to porn addiction. In alcoholism, you know when the person has imbibed alcohol, no matter how he denies it. But porn addiction is by its nature, private. You're watching on your laptop, probably by yourself, or your cell phone, or whatever it is that one uses. It is private. Therefore, the denial of the sin lies in its very secrecy. It's the secret to others, and it becomes the denial to oneself. Because he can be another person in the eyes of others. So that's a problem of denial. Then you have the prayer for withdrawal. Prayer for withdrawal will involve, as I've said last week, still this is casting oneself upon the Holy Spirit that is it You have no power over it. And some Christians are just too proud to admit that they are powerless, that they are in the grip of sin. And that grip of sin may be porn addiction. And if you are not uh, crying out to God for mercy and uh, expressing your helplessness, casting yourself upon the power of the Holy Spirit, you will find that the grip can be so strong. Why? Because there is the demonic in it. it. You cannot by yourself defeat demonic power. Now, such praying must be persistent. In other words, uh, you do not rest as long as the sin is there. As long as you know that you are easily stoked in your lust, just by looking, you do not stop praying. You keep praying. It may be that you have overcome the watching of porn uh, a day or two and you become lax in your prayer. No, you don't until you really overcome the very provocation of looking. And prayer must be specific in naming the sin. In other words, what we are doing is making the sin as grievous as it really is. Our tendency is to lighten it. Ang karadiyong ginagawa natin, pag-aangin. Watching pornography is not light. There is an aggravating offense. Why? Because it involves other people. And when it involves other people, uh, then it is desecration of your neighbor. Uh, In other words, whether man or woman, uh, you are desecrating them by enjoying something that is not yours to enjoy. That's the very essence of pornography. You watch something, you absorb with your eyes that which is not yours to absorb and not yours to watch. And I've heard all kinds of excuses. I know all kinds of excuses we make in order to lighten the sin. There is no way to lighten it because there is a gravity to it. Not present even in other uh, addictions that we have considered. So, prayer must be se- specific. Name the, grav- name the sin and consider its gravity. And one gravity, one aggravating fact of pornography is that it is desecrating your neighbor. You may not be touching him, you may not be harming her, but you are watching something that is desecrating a neighbor. And then, the process of replacement, again, we follow the same pattern. There must be radical cessation. Uh, So, you do not say, I'll watch less and less. It doesn't happen that way. It's saying, I will schedule my sin where I do it every day before I'll rest on weekends and then uh, from Monday to Friday, then uh, it's, you, you cannot think seriously of dealing with sin when you are scheduling it, uh, when you are deliberately planning it. Uh, that's, that's why it's radical cessation. And consider what it is that leads you to porn, the occasion. In the case of David, as I already mentioned, it was idleness. And let me tell you, it is idleness that often leads young people and old people alike to doing and watching things that they ought not to watch when they have nothing else to do. And they just uh, while their time through internet absorption and before they know it, they are enjoying something that is not theirs to enjoy. So there must be a radical cessation for that to happen. There must be remedial substitute. Uh, again, we have said that you cannot overcome a sinful habit just by stopping it. And you cannot overcome porn addiction just by stopping to watch. Because when you are idle, you will watch and watch. You will always have the means Instead, fill the place of porn with other substitutes that are profitable such as good reading or wholesome shows or be busy with your work that would be good for others. And finally, renewal lifestyle, meaning we can say that we have come to the point of renewal when we repudiate. It's not just that nawala na yung gusto ko but that Merong pagkasuklam, you repudiate the degrading of humans. And in this case, many times, uh, and it is proven by statistics, uh, men watch porn more than double women do. Which means that the more degrading that happens is the degrading of women. You may say, well, she... She wants it, that's her job, Uh, and I'm not doing any harm to her directly. No, you're not, but you are desecrating, you are degrading, you are part of the system of degrading women, which, of course, the moneyed are perpetuating because they have the means to pay these women to play the part. And again, studies have shown that most of those... Uh, there may be a few who really went into porn uh, according to their uh, ambition. I don't know about the character of a woman whose ambition is is to become a porn star, but uh, studies have shown that many women were dragged into it because they do not know of any other means to earn money. And you are playing the part of supporting such a system, degrading of women. You may cry about the equality of men and women and how how dignified we should treat women, but if we are part of that system of pornography, why it is becoming pervasive, then we are part of the system whose purpose is to earn money by degrading women, so it must come to the point where you are repudiating that. Kinasusuklaman mo at umiiwas ang iyong buhay pornography. So there must be truth that prevails as mental content. Again, it's not something that you just cast out of your mind. Fill it with another thought. We sang, Fairest Lord Jesus, be awed at the beauty of the Godhead, the Lord Jesus Christ, to replace what is filthy and let that reign, let that rule in your mental content. So by way of uh, challenge to us, uh, mind your thought. Proper thinking is that which thinks vision is a blessed divine gift for human functioning. It includes admiring beauty and understanding sexuality, but with right priority and boundary. So we always uh, put that. So one thing that it will resolve is I will honestly examine where my visual capacity is vulnerable to sinful sexual mental contents. So where are you vulnerable to think in... an? Uh, in an illicit way of others, sinful thinking thinks that the body is part of humanity therefore it cannot be too wrong to admire beauty. That sometimes leads to desiring sexually. So, ang kanyang pag-iisip ay uh, there's, he is trying to legitimize that this is part of innocent admiration of beauty and sexuality. That's why I said Uh, It is not wrong, but there are boundaries, there are certain priorities, and this kind of thinking will lead to a lifestyle that as long as I do not abandon my basic duties, I am entitled to some habits or even vices that may sometimes be sexually explicit. I've heard that kind of excuse uh, made by those who try to justify the habit, and it's not an excuse. Seek excellence in God's call that overcomes passing pleasure. That's the challenge. Uh, Be so occupied with doing well in what God has called you to do. In my case, in the teaching and preaching and writing and other things that I do, I need to read and excel in those things. In your case, it may be even in your a vocation uh, there are things to do to excel more. If only some people, and many of them are men, if only some men uh, have done away with pornographic uh, time they spend for this material and use that time instead to read or to do something that contributes to their vocation, they would excel a lot more than they are. So this contributes to mediocrity because we spend so much time on this. So my two verses as a final challenge. Second Timothy, If anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee, there's the term, Flee. You do not argue, but flee. This is the word used of Joseph when Mrs. Potiphar, the, the wife of his master Potiphar, tempted him uh, daily, we are told, because he kept refusing. But when he tried to up the ante, so to speak, what did Joseph do? Well, he did not argue. He fled. It led to his imprisonment, but the rest is something of a beautiful story uh, spun out of something that we may think is uh, bad, but it was the means to good. So flee youthful passions in the older English. It's youthful lust and pursue righteousness. You see there the putting off and putting on. Flee and then pursue Righteousness. Flee is fleeing away. Pursue is you're chasing. And those two things are happening together. You are escaping and then you are chasing that which is righteous. And my last verse to bring it back to visual capacity, Job in protesting his innocence or his righteousness said, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a young woman. It takes the form of a covenant because it's like God's, like God's covenant with us. He is the superior. He pledges. But he expects obedience. So we make a covenant with our eyes. We are the superior. The mind is superior to the eyes. And then we make a covenant. We pledge And then we expect the eyes to follow. How do you expect the eyes to follow when your mind is not faithful to its pledge? You pledge never to look at a young woman lustfully. So what is it that is causing you to look? Now, brethren, I don't want you to think that I'm speaking from a pedestal of victory. In this, uh, I am not ignorant, or innocent of porn on the internet I am not now a user of porn but I am still a sexual sinner in the sense of struggling with lust in the mind and my mind if unguarded can be a trash bin of filth and that is why There must be guarding. Make a covenant with your eyes. Any question? I'm sorry it took longer, but uh, I hope you understand that it is a much uh, worse problem when it comes to uh, sin by habit or addiction.
1: Ah uh, pastor uh, yung it is related with my job as a caregiver so i guess uh, lahat ng babae dito ako yung nakaobserve na nang maraming <laughs> pasyente na walang saplot so uh doon sa aking work uh, it's always a teamwork uh, 2 by 2s so uh there are cases na yung mga male patients they abuse the female caregivers by, you know, touching and all that. So, um, dahil dalawa-dalawa, pagka ang pasyente mo, hinubaran mo, tapos sasabihin sa'yo, okay, honey, let's go to bed. So, ang gusto namin nung kapartner ko, isubsog namin siya sa toilet bowl pag nagagano na siya. Because the mind, kahit na ulyanin na po yung male patient, in their mind, ay naandun pa rin yung sexual urges nila. Definitely, yes. So, so, yun yung napansin ko doon. And then, uh, yung mga male caregivers, they are not allowed to enter the uh, rooms ng mga female patients kung mag-isa lang sila. Kasi there are patients who had been abused by male caregivers kahit matatanda na ito. Especially pagwalana yung yung isip nila na matino. So uh, the question is: Is this more of uh, the male nature ng tao, or uh, is there a percentage like most are eighty percent are male and then twenty or ten percent for the female?
0: Well, I can I cannot give a figure, but I have no doubt that uh, there is so much more male abuse than female Uh, when it comes for example to rapists uh, I think 90-95% would be male not female there are female uh, cases but uh, uh, it's male and it's not a matter of age Uh, we are told in Kings concerning Solomon it was when he was when he grew old that he then had more concubines than in his youth. Sometimes it is because when you age, you try to compensate for the apparent lack of virility. Uh, So you try to convince yourself, I can still do it, I can still manage. And uh, that can happen even in cases of people. uh, uh, You work in the hospice, right, for people who are dying. So, uh, pwede mong sabihin sa kanya, gusto mong mapadali? Uh, hindi, no, don't tell <laughs> uh, But yes, uh, uh, maganda yung arrangement na two by two. Uh, you don't uh, deal with your patient uh, as, as alone, but uh, have someone with you. But the reason why they do that is because it's sinful human nature, especially male. Uh, male provocation Uh, he thinks that uh, uh, he needs to prove his virility still and that's uh, something that dies a lot or that lasts a lot longer in men and I'm referring to libido Uh, it lasts longer in men than in women Uh, when women reach reach, uh, menopause, the libido then declines. Men have no menopause and so the libido continues and sometimes for an old man there is the desire to compensate or to prove to himself that he can still manage. Other thoughts or testimonies? Uh, uh, If if you want to make a point, uh, thing.
2: Hello, hello. Um, is observation ko sa, sa internet use. Because when my children were still small, my time na nasa internet sila online. Uh, the problem with the the internet is you don't need to find the. Sites which are introducing porn, it finds you, because it's just an innocent search. Like Si Steffi, one time uh, typed in the search box her name, tapos search. Siguro curious siya what will come up, and it's so alarming because ang lumabas porn sites. So I don't know if he still rem- she still remembers because she was very young. So as as a reminder lang sa parents which. Who allows their children to use the internet have some controls. Nako control naman yun sa settings eh. And also, there's a website Covenant Eyes which can also help the parents in in controlling content. Because even an innocent search can also find your your children can find something that are not for them.
0: Yes, and the reason is because. Among the most searched are pornographic materials on the internet. So when you search, they are among the top uh, on the list of search engines because the the more searched a website is, or the more searched a topic is, then it uh, it comes higher in the rank of uh, what will appear in your search engine, uh, and that's that only proves that. Uh, Pornography is a pervasive problem uh, since the internet. Other thoughts.
3: Uh, I. Uh, ko po si, si John Piper made the point from uh, Matthew 5:8 that para comfort daw yun ni Christ. Uh, yung particular dinikit yung they shall see God as a blessing to blessed are the pure in heart. Baka daw particularly kasi the pure in heart uh, uh, in the eyes of the world are deprived kasi they kept themselves from seeing things that according to the world is pleasurable. Pero kinumport sila with uh, a much greater reward ni Christ na they shall see God kahit na hindi sila nakakita ng ganitong according to the word ay pleasurable. So, narelate ko lang din to ulit dun sa Sabbath keeping uh, kasi nga yung uh, why can't I stop sinning ay siguro ang isang magalang maganda talagang ano, uh, solution is to stop uh, your earthly activities and, and rest on the Sabbath. At uh, narelate ko to dun sa verse ng uh, 2 Corinthians 3.18 na sabi ni Paul, uh, diyon daw ay in comparison to the Jews, na they have, uh their eyes are veiled even as the Old Testament is read to them weekly. Uh, pero we, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image. So by Sabbath-keeping, we stop our habits and we instead behold the glory of the Lord. At uh, naalala ko din yung uh, tawag ng classical theology sa uh, sacraments is a visible word. So I guess, Really, doonsa preaching and sacraments. Instead of uh, sinful things, we behold the glory of the Lord, and we are transformed into the same image.
0: Okay, thank you. I Yeah, yeah my five eight. Uh, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. It's a good extension of the meaning that uh, those who purify their visual capacity will have a greater reward for that visual capacity which the Puritans call the beatific vision of God. And of course, the Sabbath is one way that if we are faithful to it, it is one of the means to uh, give rest to a weary soul uh, struggling with sin. And uh, on the Lord's Day, he is fed with material that is spiritual. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Other questions? Okay. So, uh, Brother Ferdy.
4: Uh, sir, kaugnay lang din po sa nabanggit ni Ati Teng, kasi ako naman wala akong FB, pero dahil may FB yung aking magina, ina kahit yung si Marit medyo mahilig manood ng mga niluluto, pero minsan dahil napapasilip ako, minsan may mga pagkakataon talaga na may mga picture store kung ano man na hindi rin talaga, ano, paaya-aya, uh, nakakagulat nga no, may mga ganong napapasama. So, siguro, Pastor, gusto ko lang sabihin talaga na maging maingat talaga. So, yun yung una, pasal comment lang yun. Pero, ang aking pong tanong ay uh, dahil tayo, especially yung mga kalakihan, masyado tayong visual, uh, masyado tayong madadaling matukso dun sa mga, yung mga nakikita natin, ah, uh, pastor limbawa uh, kasi may nag-share lang sa akin isang pastor na bagaman binata siya may pagkakataon daw na pag naglalakad siya ay yung lugar na yon ay parang parang beer house or kung ano paman. so doon may mga naka-display ng babae so talagang sabi niya may pagkakataon daw na gusto na rin niya talagang pumasok din uh, talagang natutukso siya uh, ang tanong ko doon ay that's very tem- tempting yung gano, kasi naaakit siya sa mga babae doon. Ano pa sir, dapat talaga iwasan mo na yo, huwag kang dumaan doon. Humanap ka ng ruta, or <laughs> yun lang pastor, thank you.
0: Eh hey, kung tutukso talaga, hindi humanap siya ng ibang ruta, that's uh plucking out the uh, the right eye meaning avoid the occasion. So if there is another way, uh, then choose that way even if it is longer. Kung yun ang makapagpapaiwas. And remember uh, what it was said of Moses in Hebrews 11. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. And that's what uh sexual sin is. It is a passing pleasure uh, for the... Uh, few moments of pulsating pleasure in the body, some have sold their souls. Uh, Of course, not literally, but they have sold their souls. They have forsaken their Bibles. Some have abandoned their families because of the the sheer momentary pulsating pleasure of illicit uh, sin. Others live with guilt, and yet, they do not seek to abandon the practice and habit of self-pleasure. Uh, sex, sex as mandated by God is partnered, uh, a partnered activity with a marriage partner. The two shall become one flesh. Uh, so, the two are to enjoy the sexual gift of God. Now, take note, it is not more than two, it is not less than two. What's less than two? One, sex is not to be enjoyed by one's lonesome or by more than the uh, married partner. Last two points, Carol. Carol.
5: Uh, pastor ano lang po siguro uh, as a parent uh we really can't uh, parang related din po do'n sinasabi nyo na uh, we cannot overcome sinful habits with stopping but we need to uh the cultivate the graces uh same way din po with parents we cannot just uh forbid them because in the first place we will not always be with them uh ang isang naisip ko lang ko is to really teach our children how to apply biblical principles to whatever they will face in life. Like, ang, even sa small children po, yung turuan sila that God is omniscient, God is imminent. He, There is no, because it will really teach them uh, that they are living their life in the face of God who can see them all the time and knows what's in their heart and in their mind. And even po, siguro yung uh, a series of studies on, uh, siyempre mahaba po, para po siyang uh, sa catechism, but I guess it will help our children to always see things from the biblical perspective through the eyes of the scriptures. And of course, siyempre po, dapat mauna rin po sa atin na i-immerse natin ang sarili natin sa pag-aaral ng salita ng Diyos. So, you know, po, uh, no stopping no, uh, no can really prevent them from being exposed. But I guess that's one of the best ways to help them uh, face those uh, temptations that they may face, whether they are unbeliever or believers. Thank yes, you. Po.
0: thank you. And as I said, one way to overcome that, because this is mental content uh, that comes through the visual capacity, there must be an overruling, content of the mind that is the truth, scripture, uh, uh, doctrines, teachings, uh, that will have an overruling occupation of the mind so that it crowds out the content that is sinful. And it begins with teaching your children as he grows, he will, and you cannot avoid it uh, no matter how you insulate the child. he will become conscious later of his own sexuality and the uh, sexuality of others, and they will begin to experiment. And so you need to give them what it is right to be a, an object of pleasure and to have your pleasure be grounded on, and excuse my language, but I cannot put it any other way, Pleasure that draws from the genitalia of others or the figure of others is a very shallow pleasure. Yes, again, it may give you uh, self-pleasure fantasies, but how long, momentary, after that, the acute, keen sense of guilt. If you're a Christian, at least, you will live with guilt. And that's, that lasts longer. Uh, last thought. Uh, Pam.
6: Uh, siguro po, hindi lang yung internet din yung kalaban ng mga parents ngayon. Sa so, Even yung mga pumapasok na bata sa school, Yan. Ah, kasi naman, dinidiscuss din naman pu'yan sa sa eskwelahan. Yung, limbawa, yung reproductive system, yan. Pag nag-start na pu'don, doon, at saka yung mga bata, syempre hindi natin din ah, alam kung yung mga klase ng mga anak natin kung paano sila hinandel ng mga magulang nila. So, yun po. Parang sa akin lang din, ah, bilang magulang, dapat ay handa din tayo na kapag nagtanong ang bata handa tayong sumagot ng uh, diretsyo. Yung halba nag-open up sila sa atin. Yung parang, siguro parang tama yung sinabi ni Ati Carol sa uh, family, ang pinakamalaking biyayang nakuha namin dito sa iglesia ay yung palagi po kaming may binabalikan. Yung ano ba sabi ng ng word ng Lord tungkol dyan? Yung lagi po kaming may, uh, may itinuturo kasa kanila pabalik yung isa-isang isa lang ang patutunguhan kung anong sabi ng Diyos tungkol dyan. So, yun po. At saka parang ah, ano ba? Yung mga parents na 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 nakakakwentuhan ko parang kung minsan nagtanong ang bata parang hindi nila alam maganda din po yung kasi yung parang diretso mong sasabihin na oh, hindi magandayana. Ah, ah, Basta yung parang uh, wag pong matakot na i-discuss yung mga bagay na masisilan sa mga bata. Pero parang sa uh, Christian na, na pamamaraan. Yun, yun lang po.
0: Kasi yeah, yun po yung
6: katotohanan right. na, na hinaharap araw-araw. Right. Kung
0: minsan kasi, nagtanong ang bata ng maselan ang sagot ng parents ay, kuy saan mo natutunan yan? <laughs> Eh kasi hindi niya natutunan sa magulang, kaya nagtatanong siya saan mo niya. Uh, eh, we need to teach our children because as i said kanina, you will not be able to insulate them from that. At kahit nasa eskwelahan, they have sex education, but what kind of sex education? And sometimes, at best, it is only telling them of the differences of uh, the physical bodies, the function, the reproductive uh, function, In America, you have uh, a sex education uh, idea where you can be anything you want to be in gender affirmation and it becomes a part of the subject. And if we are not teaching our children sex education which has ethics to it, they will learn it somehow from the media, from the TV, from their school, and or from other kids without the ethics. And uh, uh, God help us when that child is allowed to unleash that sinful potential of his or her sexuality without the restraint of biblical education. So I hope that we examine ourselves, examine the way we deal with this, and see how we can, as Job said, make a covenant with our eyes, not to be lustful. Uh, It is a struggle, I know, and to my fellow male, I know that there is that struggle that sometimes you thought would uh, lessen with age, and uh, I know it does not, Uh, and uh, the struggle remains And sometimes for others, it may be a lifetime of struggle, but let it be a struggle, something you fight, something you resist rather than give in. And uh, do not let the momentary pleasure of lust overcome that greater pleasure of a clear conscience. There's nothing to substitute for that. Let us pray. Dakilan namin Diyos sa aming mga ama. Nagpapasalamat kami sa aming mga natutunan. And we pray that as we have dealt with this matter of visual addiction, there are so many things that may be a matter of struggle for your people here in the social media, in gossip materials, but perhaps the most uh, keen struggle is felt in the matter of lust. And where people are, your people are dealing with the the temptation of pornography, which is so pervasive in our day, and how easy the access to such materials can be. Help us, Lord, to be filled with truths of the scriptures that will occupy our minds in a way that will crowd out the temptation of lustful thoughts and even lustful pleasure, we ask that we may have a proper appreciation of beauty because it is your gift, but always with the right priority of the internal character and even an understanding of sexuality with the right boundary, which is within the marriage relationship. Father, be with us and help us, those of us who struggle with this issue that we may not rest in our seeking to withdraw from this through prayer to cease radically the occasions that lead to such temptations and to replace this habit with that which will make it more profitable for us as we seek to excel. In our vocation, may we come to the point of not only stopping the habit but repudiating the very thought of degrading our fellow men and in many cases of women in our thoughts. So be with us and help us, Lord, to be pure in our thoughts and in our vision. And we pray all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.